Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon, presented by Tiaf.com by the PGA Tour. I am your host, Shane Bacon. This week, we've got the U.S. Amateur Champion, Victor Hovland, on the line. The Norwegian junior at Oklahoma State was simply unbelievable at Pebble Beach. If you didn't get a chance to watch any of the coverage, he was down once, one time, one hole, the entire portion of match play, the entire U.S. Amateur it was ridiculous the way he played. The semifinal match with Cole Hammer was must-watch TV. If you didn't get a chance to see it, I will post on the Clubhouse Pod Twitter account the highlights link so you can go look at it because you need to because you're a golfer, and it was some of the best golf you'll see all year. So he's on the line chatting about golf in Norway, life in Stillwater, uh, plans moving forward, all that good stuff. But before we get to that, I wanted to let you know that Ridgewood Country Club isn't the only must-play course in the tri-state area. That's where the FedEx Cup playoffs start this week. The golf club at Mansion Ridge is a Jack Nicklaus design that boasts the same pristine conditions at a parkland-style course. But if you're looking for a Lynx or a beachfront-style course, check out the collection of thousands of other great golf courses across the country at teeoff.com by the PGA Tour. That's the official tee time reservation site of the PGA Tour. And start booking times now without booking fees. That's right, no booking fees. Every course Every tee time, plus as a valued listener of the clubhouse, you'll get to save an additional 25%. That's a fourth on deal times with a single-use promo code TEEOFFBACON at TEEOFF.com. Do it. It'll save you dough. It's an easy way to find tee times wherever you live, and it's smart. I'm just trying to give you ideas to save you a little bit of money and allow you to have a little bit more fun on the golf course. And one more thing. When it comes to golf equipment, we always want a brand new driver. We always want the brand new golf ball. We always want the most rad, is rad still a word? Golf shoes that the best golfers in the world are wearing. The one thing that doesn't ever get enough attention, that is your golf bag. If you haven't changed your bag in 5 or 10 years, treat yourself to an upgrade today with the Ogio Cirrus bag. It's fully loaded with all the features you want in a golf bag, yet it's still remarkably light. Trust me, you can carry it effortlessly while also protecting those brand-new clubs, complete with a water-resistant pocket for your valuables and the rapid access pocket, making it quick and easy to get a new ball after you send one into a backyard. Check out Ogeo.com or your local golf retailer to get your hands on the Cirrus today. Stop carrying around the golf bag you've had since the 1990s. That's probably when Victor was born. It's time to upgrade Ogeo, the world's best bags. Well, it was a fun couple of weeks. We had the U.S. Women's Amateur. We had the U.S. Amateur. I was out with some of the guys at Titleist for a couple days. I'm finally home for a week before I get back to PJ Tour Live duties next week. I hope they remember what I look like. It has been a while since I did a PJ Tour Live. I'm excited to get back out there. Uh, I'm excited to focus a little bit more of my time on the PJ Tour. I have been uh, neglecting it. I hope they're not mad at me because uh, I've had some amateur events as our season at Fox kind of winds down. And uh, what a season it was. Man, the golf courses we were at were unbelievable. But, but that's enough of me. You don't want to hear me rambling. Let's get to Victor, our U.S. Amateur Champ. And we welcome into the clubhouse the 2018 U.S. Amateur Champion. I can only assume that probably doesn't get old to hear. Victor Hovland, the junior now at Oklahoma State. You're already back at the grind, man. You're already back in classes. Yeah, I am, unfortunately. Uh, no, it's uh, it's good to be back. And uh, obviously after last week, it's kind of kind of nice to get back to the normal life and uh, relax a little bit. Yeah, for people that don't know, um, last week was a little bit of a historic run. Um, you were pretty unbelievable at Pebble Beach. You were down one hole in one match uh, the entire run after qualifying, um, and that was, I think it was in the round of 32 on the second hole. You were one down, and you quickly erased that. 
and went on to kind of dominate that match, and you rolled through a couple other big names. Uh, have you had mm. time to kind of look back on the week? I mean, I know we got a chance to chat with you in the booth on Sunday after the win, but you know, what have the last three, four, five days been like for you as you've reflected a little bit on what you just did? Yeah, I haven't really thought much about the, the first few days of the tournament. It's mostly been uh, kind of the last three, four matches, especially the match against uh, Cole where I felt like I I played my best and uh, that's kind of the match that I've been thinking the most about. Um, but now I've just kind of gotten back and I've tried to relax as, as much as possible because I was really nervous during the week and didn't get that all that much to sleep, so uh, trying to catch up on that. And you talked a little bit about going in. Uh, your confidence level wasn't as high as, as some would probably think uh, you need to go on and, and, and roll through a U.S. Amateur like you did. You talked about coming in and, and not feeling 100% great about the game. Was there something that clicked during the week? Was there something for you that, that, that worked out well to where you were able to kind of click in? Because, you know, for people that don't know, the semifinal match, you made eight birdies against Cole Hammer. It was it was a very, very impressive performance across Pebble Beach, but going in, the confidence level wasn't that high. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, I had a, I, I didn't play a tournament. I think I think my last tournament before the end was maybe two weeks, and I had a lot of time to just kind of practice on my game and work on stuff, and when I do that, I tend to, I have a very, High expect I have very high expectations, and when I don't accomplish those, I get really frustrated and almost dig myself down. But then, when it was time for the aim, I, you know, you, you're just trying to place the ball at the right spots and just get the ball in the hole. And um, as I just started focusing more on that instead of just trying to uh, feel a shot or um, see the ball fight that I like or uh, feel the the ball strike. Um, I just kind of forgot everything about that. And um, yeah, I just, okay. I looked at the fairway. Okay. That's where I'm supposed to hit it. Okay. The hole is there on the green. I'm supposed to hit it there. A little right of the hole. And um, uh, as the week progressed, I just started hitting a little better. And uh, obviously my, my putter also um, heated up. Yeah, it did heat up. And you had your coach on the bag. I know coach Brad and caddy for Peter Uline when he won at Chambers Bay. How does the conversation go down to where you ask Coach to be your caddy, or does he come up to you and say, hey, if you're needing somebody to loop this week, I'm down to do it? Uh, well, uh, he was going to um, caddy for Matt Wolf, but uh, he had a uh, an injury in his uh, in his wrist and couldn't play. Um, and he knew that I wasn't going into the week with a caddy, so he asked me if uh, if I wanted to have him on the back. And um, I said, I, I love that because I know that he's – He's, uh, he's got a lot of confidence or experience, and uh, I really thought that he could help me. And how much did he help you? How much does that help having the guy that you kind of look up to at school there with you every step of the way? Mm, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been in Oklahoma State for two years now, and he, he's, he, I mean, he sees me every day, and he sees me play all the time, so he, he knows my game in and out, um, and that just makes it easier for him to, to say the right things and um, give me the right clubs and, um, yeah, perform as, as good as I can. And uh, we chatted a little bit in the booth. You mentioned you hadn't looked at your cell phone yet Sunday afternoon as you were kind of talk, ha- hanging on to the Havemeyer. I'm assuming you've looked at your phone now. What has been – what was the response like? I mean, how many people reached out to you uh, when you first opened the phone? What was your message number at? And who was the most surprising person to send you a congratulatory text? Yeah, I mean – 
it was kind of all divided, all the notifications and stuff. I got got a lot on text messages and uh, like messages on Facebook, um, Instagram, direct messages from just random people, <laughs> um, Snapchats, emails. I mean, everything you could you could kind of think about. Um, yeah, it, it was just it, it took me so long to to read all and uh, respond to the uh, messages. I try I try to do that as well as I could and. Um, it was cool to see, I saw Jack Nicholas, um, congratulated me and Devin for, for a good tournament and, uh, uh, saw Gary player and a couple of other former, uh, U Sandra champs, Ricky Ramsey and, um, uh, Kelly Kraft. So that, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Was there one person that, uh, you got a message from that you were like, Oh, I can't believe this is that was, it, you know, was there a moment where you're like, Whoa, this is nuts. Well, I can't really think of one moment. I think it was just the culmination of all the things just coming together and seeing, okay, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It was just like a crazy moment. And uh, it was, yeah. Is this the most popular you've ever felt? Is this like the coolest you've ever felt when you're getting ne- messages from Jack Nicholas and Gary Player and all these people? Yeah, I'm not sure if cool is the right word. Uh, it definitely, <laughs> I, I, would, I would definitely say honored. Um, it's not every day you get, you get a message like that, but, uh, I, it was almost more just scary because uh, it's uh, it's kind of life changing and um, yeah I don't know. <laughs> well, you, hard, you, hard to describe. Yeah, well, you talked about uh, you know you were sitting in the booth, you had the trophy in front of you, and uh, and I asked you you know you grew up in Norway, and I asked you players that you looked up to, and you said the the guy you'd always kind of looked up to and the person you wanted to kind of follow in their footsteps, if if at all, was Tiger Woods, and you're looking at a trophy now that has his name on it. And it's going to have your name on it. Uh, that had to be, you know, a pretty special moment to see, and that had to be a pretty cool thing to understand. Finally, you know, you swallow the fact that you've won a championship that Tiger won as well, and that kind of is the first step, really, if you think about it, down that path of of, of professional golf, because you know you've pulled off a feat that some of the biggest players in the world pulled off. Mm, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, and also as I mentioned in the booth, is that I, I do have a lot of doubt and to kind of see that I managed to get it done that week and um, to get my name on that trophy um, along the names of, of Tiger and Jack and, uh, yeah, a lot of other really special names. That's uh, that's going to give me a lot of confidence going forward and um, cool experience. Did, was going into the week, uh, you, your teammates, your friends that were in the field, did it feel bigger because it was at Pebble Beach? Did this amateur feel different i know you played in one before but did it feel like a, a bigger deal considering it was it one of the most famous golf courses in the world uh good question um i've only played two ams and i played last year at riviera um and i thought that was a very cool experience i'm not, I, i'm not sure it was definitely cool to 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 have a tournament of that magnitude and play it at a place that's as unbelievable as pebble and with all the history and um, all of that. So I, I can't really compare it, but it definitely felt really cool to play out there. Yeah, you've played in two amateurs, and you've played them at Riviera and Pebble Beach. You might have to retire from amateur golf after that. I don't think it's going to get much. I don't think it's going to get much better. I know it's at Pioneers number two, but that's a pretty good one-two punch. Uh, you know, you get that likely invitation to the Masters. I always love asking this question: How many people have reached out to you already and saying, "Hey, if you need a caddy, I'll be there for you." Yeah. Um... In the uh, the first guy, second, third, and 
<laughs> all the way along to a uh, hundredth person that could uh, that could caddy. So <laughs> now it's it's been a lot of people that have reached out, and uh, that I mean that's obviously really cool to see that people um, want to be a part of that experience with me, and yeah, that they care so much. So you grew up in Norway, and um, I'm sure that the general public probably doesn't know a ton about Norway golf. So just walk us through. I mean, is there is there a? I know there's some unbelievable golf courses there, but um, how did you get into the game? Um, you know, being Norwegian, was it was it your parents? Was it something that that they wanted to drop you off at the golf course? How did you initially get involved in golf as a kid? Mm, um, well, it was my dad for sure. He he worked in the U.S. and uh, has a drive by a driving range to work every day. And then one day he just decided that okay, I'm going to try it out. And uh, when he came back home, he he. Uh, bought a golf set for me and I was about four years old and uh obviously I, I didn't practice that much um being that young but uh, as I grew older that I I kind of said to my dad hey I want to start practicing in the winter as well because you can't really do that in Norway um you have to go inside and hit balls which is not that exciting but um <laughs> when I was about 10 or 10 or 11 I kind of wanted to take that next step so what is that next step? Is that moving somewhere else? Is that is that kind of going to another place you have a chance to play in the winter? Uh, no, not really. Uh, it was, I still stayed at the same place, but I, I started practicing in the winter. I started hitting a lot of balls. I practiced every day. And I think later that year, I, uh, I uh, got into like an organized uh, junior group so I could practice with other juniors and get some and get some help from a teaching professional. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's really where it all started. And I know winters can be brutal, but summers can be unbelievable. You can play late, can't you? I mean, you mm. can, you can play all night. Yeah, pretty much. You can. Uh, when I was back home this summer, I'd, I was so jet lagged. I could, uh, you know, I'd sleep during the day and <laughs> when it was 12 o'clock at night, I'd just go out and hit some shots and maybe play a few holes. So, uh, yeah, that, that worked out great. And, and what are the most holes Victor Hovland has ever played in one day in the summer in Norway? I've played uh, 54 holes. Three rounds? Yep. Never went 72. After 54, you were a little done? The the, the dogs were barking? No, I, I mean, I, we, I, had, we, had no, we had no carts in Norway, or we, we don't normally use carts, so I'll go 54 is more than enough. Let's take a quick break. To remind you that hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy. And you only have to go to one place to get it done. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Clubhouse. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes all of them and spotlights the top candidate so you can never miss a great match. With, with results like that, it's no wonder the ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Clubhouse. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Clubhouse. ZipRecruiter.com slash the Clubhouse. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And one more time, I wanted to remind you that we always want brand new golf equipment, but what do we forget to get? That is a brand new golf bag. That's what holds your clubs. That's what you carry. That's what's unbelievably light on your shoulders. You've got to treat yourself to an upgrade today with the Ogio Cirrus bag. Check out Ogio.com or your local golf retailer to get your hands on a Cirrus today. 
Stop carrying around that old, nasty, ratty golf bag from the 90s and upgrade Ogio, the world's best bags. All right, back to Victor. So why why Oklahoma State? I mean, how does that process go down? I mean, you're, you're, you're in Norway. How do you eventually get to Stillwater? Uh, well, I... Um... I played a lot of golf for the national team in, in Norway. And um, I think it first started out at the European Boys Team Championships in, in Scotland. I believe that's 2012. And Coach Brand was, was out there recruiting along with all uh, with a lot of different college coaches as well. And um, he was mainly there to watch Christopher Ventura, um, another Norwegian that went to Oklahoma State, just graduated. And uh, I happened to play behind him. And he saw something that he liked in me, and he kind of just kept his eye open. And when I got old enough, he, he reached out along with some other coaches and uh, ended up taking a few visits. But when I came here and uh, talked to Chris about how the program is, is run and just looking at the wall, um, looking at all the players that's been here and what they have accomplished in school, but also in the pro ranks, was was really inspiring for me and um that's ultimately why i ended up going to oklahoma state and what has been the biggest culture shock for you because i can only imagine oklahoma has been a little bit of a uh, of an eye-opening <laughs> eye-opening experience for a young man <laughs> from norway yeah i mean uh it, it is way different um but i i assimilate very well um and what i like the most about school water is that it's it's so small um, so there's, there's not really that much going on except for you're going to class, you're, you're playing golf. Um, so that really worked out well to me cause, cause I didn't really like all just, just a lot of traffic, a lot of people, uh, just a bunch of stuff, stuff happening. Um, so that was really great to come to Stillwater. Come somewhere super chill, and then it's it's a little bit it's a little bit different. What's something that yeah. since you've moved to Stillwater, um, you've you've either had for the first time if it's a food or um, you know a drink or something like that that now you're like, how did I not have this for 18 years of my life? Not really. I mean, I I I, I know that people like root beer and Dr Pepper, but I think that stuff is absolutely terrible. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I was a little skeptical about the, uh, like they have Cokes with a uh, sherry and vanilla flavors in there. And I'm like, what, well, what is this? And then <laughs> you, you start taking a few sips and you're like, oh, okay, this, this is actually pretty good. I can, I can see why that's on there. <laughs> so you're not going to get a root beer sponsorship. You're telling me that's probably out the no, window. No, probably not. Um, hey, I mean, it depends on the amount, but I mean, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> so is, is. Is the golf scene in Norway, is it growing? Is it booming? Because you already mentioned a player that came through Oklahoma State. You have a teammate on your team that, that, that was, that's from Norway on Oklahoma State. Is it, a, is it a booming industry there? I mean, is it something that we're going to see more and more players from Norway come over stateside and compete and, and, and make it professionally? Uh, I hope so. Now, I haven't looked at all the stats and all that in terms of how many people are playing and um, – yeah, new members coming in every year. I haven't looked at that, but um, it, it has kind of been a little void uh, the last, I'd say, maybe ten years. Uh, but I think uh, there's a, a few a few guys out there right now that uh, that I, I hope and think can kind of help Norwegian golf um, just yeah get to the next level where 
we get more younger kids into the game so that we can kind of build a little environment where it's where it's easier to play golf and, and have fun with other kids that's your age because there's not really much of that in, in Norway today. Yeah, and I mean, give 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 young kids people to look up to. I mean, I think that's the important part. I mean, you mentioned one professional from Norway as you were growing up that you had a chance to kind of look up to, if you will, and then, of course, you mentioned Tiger Woods. But, you know, if you and, and mm. a couple of the guys from that team uh, make it on the pro ranks, you know, it's a chance for them to, 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 to see you guys as kind of the people to look up to, which I know is kind of crazy to think as a junior in college. But, you know, that that's what you guys are kind of setting up, and it's it, it's uh, it's kind of a neat uh, a neat culture. Yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, and as I said, I'm I'm still a junior in college, so there's there's still some time left for me to to join the pro ranks, and um, and then some some even more time to hopefully establish myself uh, on some tour. Um, we have to just kind of be a part of that driving generation. That's uh, that's really a, a big honor, and uh, I hope I can succeed in that manner. So what is the plan? I mean, I can only imagine when you win a U.S. Amateur, I'm assuming that you get a lot of questions about. What's the next step? Are you going to turn professional? What are you going to do? For you personally, and, and the nice thing about you and, and people that haven't got a chance to listen to you in interviews and talk after events is you're a confident kid, but you're, you're, you're a nice young kid, and you seem like you get it, which I think is a very important thing. Is, has this changed anything for you in your plans going forward, not just this year, but the next couple of years? It does, it does change a few things, but uh, I still think that I need to get a lot better before um, I turn pro and, um, obviously the, the win is going to open a few doors, but, um, uh, my, my kind of my, my, the things that I want to work with and improve that hasn't changed. And I still think I need to do those changes and continue to improve before I, I become comfortable, um, uh, joining the ranks. What are, what are things in your game that you feel like you could improve on? I mean, I, I know anybody could say everything, but what are some specific stuff that you do want to work on in 2018 and 2019? Uh, well, I, um, I, I do hit the ball really straight. Um, and I did that even so last year, even though I was playing not so great golf, uh, I, I usually still always hit, the, hit it pretty straight. But it's not, it's not as, like, remarkable or flashy as other guys okay. uh, that I've played with. Um, I play with a lot of good, good college players. And for example, when I see a kid hitting a three wood off the deck, off a down slope to firm green and just launches it up in the air and gets it to stop. Uh, I'm just like, they're uh, moping. I mean, I, I can't really <laughs> believe it. I have to like, uh, yeah, touch my eyes and like kind of, pinch myself did I really see that I mean that was unbelievable um I and I was starting to get a little better at that or I have been uh getting a little better at that this year but uh I still feel if I'm going to be able to get all my potential out and get comfortable earning my card on the tour right away I I believe I need to get better with the longer clubs more consistent with the putter and um yeah, just kind of keep on doing what I have been doing, and uh, I think that's going to be uh, really good for me. And what's the part of your game that you feel like um, is where you want it to be? I mean, what's something that you feel like is the best part of your game as you go through this season and you start to think about moving to a professional environment? I'd say probably the shorter irons. Um, I'd say that's my strongest part of the game, which was one of the reasons why I ended up 
winning to you, Sander, uh, because at Pebble Beach you have so many yardages that's uh, at around maybe one 140 yards and kind of in between there and 110 yards, and you're not you're not going to have a perfect number every time. So you got to be able to hit those kind of grip down nine iron or pitching wedge and control your spin, control your trajectory, and control and then uh, control your distance. And uh, that, that's been a really strong part of my game uh, the last couple of years. Have you had a chance to go back and watch any of it? Have you watched yourself at all? Uh, in, I mean, in, during any of the rounds kind of after you got a chance to, uh, to get out of uh, Monterey? Uh, I, I did mainly see the highlights, but also got to see the semifinal against Cole, um, which was really cool to watch after making six birdies on the back nine and uh, just watching myself kind of in the zone. Um, so that, that was really cool. Yeah, you were in the zone. Thank you for saying that. That is exactly what it was. <laughs> you were so locked in. It was it was crazy. Did you birdie your last five holes? Is that what was that what it was? I did. Yeah. Yeah, you birdied your last five holes. And and if people didn't see it, it wasn't like you won seven and six. I mean, it was a battle against Cole mm. Hammer. I mean, he's eighteen years old, but mm. the kid has a ton of talent. So. Uh, it was as fun as I can remember covering a match uh, between you two guys. I mean, it was back and forth and back and forth, and um, you slammed the door. It was uh, it was a pretty impressive feat for sure. Uh, in in moving forward this year in particular, you guys coming off an NCAA title, uh, you coming off a U.S. Amateur title. I know Oklahoma State is going to be the team with the target, you know, kind of on your back. Does does Coach Bratton tell you guys, you know, you've got to go through the process and you've got to prepare the right way? I mean. What is the game plan going forward into a year as you guys are trying to kind of go back-to-back and defend your title? Mm. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've had a great year. And uh, Spike Boshi also won the Canadian Man for for the second time back-to-back. So we we have a lot of guys um, going into the year with a lot of confidence. And um, so, I mean, but Coach Bratton keeps telling us that, okay, it, it doesn't matter what you've done before that doesn't mean that the course is going to give you a 68 because you played well last week or play well yesterday. You still got to go and earn it. And uh, when you start taking things for granted and think you're just going to show up and, and shoot a good number, that's that's when you're going to start going downhill. So uh, I feel like we've done a good job of kind of resetting and um, start the process all over again. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can start off if not or as good or if not better than we did uh, last year and yeah just keep that going all right victor you got a last question you got to give us a rundown of the classes you've got uh following the following the u.s amateur win what are your classes for the fall at school uh not even sure yet <laughs> no uh <laughs> I, I i'm in accounting i'm in business law um sports management and uh communications i think online that's not bad. So now, accounting and B-Law is going to kick my butt, but uh, <laughs> that's how it is. And what is uh, what is your schedule throughout the week in terms of practice? I mean, now that you get back at school, you're back comfortable where you're at, what is your process? I mean, morning to night, how often are you on the golf course? How often are you hitting range balls? What's a week like in the life of Victor? Uh, well, normally I, I, I practice quite a lot, but um, – um, the past few days, I've kind of just taken it easy. Uh, I've been really tired and a little stressed, so uh, I, I haven't done much. Yesterday, I hit balls for 30 minutes, and that was that was about it. 
<laughs> but if it, like a normal week, are you getting up early, going out there before class, or you wait until after class? Um, no, I don't really get up before class because my classes are pretty early. But uh, I get out there around eleven o'clock, eat lunch, and then I stay out there till six thirty, probably, and uh, just kind of pace myself. I'm not the one that's going to stand on the putting green for four hours straight, but I'll I'll be out at the golf course for a long time and kind of just practice for a little while, then go in and chill for a little while, and then just go out again, kind of whatever I feel like. Did you play other sports when you were in high school growing up? Uh, I did, yeah. I did uh, martial arts, so taekwondo, for seven years, as well as soccer for seven years. No skiing. I feel like that, I mean, is that just a cliche? Is that just an idiot American thinking everybody in Norway skis? No, you're you're quite right on that. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm not the quintessential Norwegian. You're the outlier. You're the outlier. Well, Victor, I appreciate the time, man. It was, uh, like I said, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, for people that don't know the run you had and they didn't have a chance to, to watch the U.S. Amateur, it was uh, it was as dominating as a performance as you'll ever see in any event, amateur, professional, or otherwise. So congrats. Enjoy the year. Um, enjoy the accolades that come with it, and we will see you uh, at Augusta. Awesome. Well, good talking to you. Had pleasure having me on. <clears throat> It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. Big thanks to our U.S. Amateur Champion for jumping on. In between classes, he is juggling so many things. Uh, we'll be juggling the FedEx Cup playoffs, and this week we're at Ridgewood Country Club. But it's not the only must-play course in the tri-state area. The golf club at Mansion Ridge is a Jack Nicklaus design that boasts the same pristine conditions at a Parkland-style course. But if you're looking for links or beachfront, check out a collection of thousands of other great golf courses around the country at tiaf.com by the PGA Tour, the official tee time reservation site of the PGA Tour. Start booking tee times without booking fees. That's right, no booking fees. Every course, every tee time, plus as a valued listener to the clubhouse, you'll get to save an additional 25%. 25%! on deal times with a single-use promo code TEEOFFBACON. Big thanks to listening. Always a big thanks to subscribing and following along. If you haven't gone to the Instagram, the Clubhouse Pod, I'm giving away a Dustin Johnson signed photo. I already have one contest going. You're out because it's Thursday and they've already teed off. The good news is I'm going to give another, another one away on Sunday. So pay attention to the Instagram at the Clubhouse Pod if you want a signed Dustin Johnson photo from his win last year at the Northern Trust. And we'll be back next week with more at the Clubhouse. Get out this weekend. The weather is improving. It's improving in Phoenix. It's not nearly as hot. I'm going to try, try to play some golf. You should do the same thing, and we'll chat next week.